Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. It's going to be a message on the kingdom. And when we look at this information, you're going to realize some things that you might have been swayed to, or you might have had opinions or beliefs tied to, and you're going to realize, you know what, I'm going to stop going this direction, and I'm going to turn. Now, why would I turn? What would cause me to turn? Because my body just turns? Anybody know? What would cause you to turn? My change of thought. See, I can go this way because I'm thinking go this way, but once I think right here, to turn and go this way, the thought, my body just, I don't walk and all of a sudden it's, it's all by what the mind, what I'm thinking. And so the direction I go, this wasn't by accident. I just, I made a turn. I started walking this way, not by accident. I need you just to use some common sense, but a lot of times we're not processing thought even common sense things. We're, we're just existing. We, it just, you know, I walk because I walk. Well, no, you don't. Otherwise, when you came out of the birth, you would have said, see ya, and walked off that table. Right? No, it didn't happen that way, did it? It's a process. But you ultimately learn to walk, hopefully. Someone didn't carry you in here, but you learned, Right? And see, that's what we have to understand is there are things that we learn to do that we don't think about. And that's okay, and that's perfect. And that's, that on, the, on the good understanding, that's what we want. But then there's the negative things that we don't think about either. We just do. And those are things we need to check. Those are things we need to look at and go, wait a minute. See, if you don't, you continue what you were trained as. I don't care how many times you go, I won't be like my parents. I won't. Yes, you are exactly like them. Or whoever raised you, you're exactly like them. So you can say, I won't, I'll never, all you want. Until you consciously, say consciously. Until you consciously make different choices. You're on, that, you're on the same journey as they were on. And a lot of times it gets amplified to even worse. And that's not what you want, Right? I mean, you want, to, you want to live your life based upon making right decisions, making right decisions, not just living a life and, and accepting whatever comes your way, but you're looking at your life and you're saying, this is what I want to change. Listen, people, this is what Christians, whatever you want to call yourself, people on this earth, since the beginning, all want to have change. We created a mindset of yearly, we focus in on change. And I'm going to tell you, statistically, we're screwed. Because the majority, majority, over just a massive amount of people will never get change, even though at the beginning of the year, they're crying and praying and begging and fasting and, and dieting and, and doing everything, buying those super, super, I'm going to change your body equipment, you know, they come on at two in the morning and it has this buff girl or buff guy on there. And, you know, it's only 1995 for the next 36 years. That one. 
The one that you used for a week and now it's in your closet and you're hanging clothes on it. Y'all know it's true. Or you know someone, right? We know someone like that. But the point is, is what we have to do is we have to realize, you know what? I, I, I made a decision. I, wanna, I don't want to be a statistic. And I try to, oh my gosh, I try to. I've been doing this for a long time now. But I try to be up here and give you statistics. Hoping, hopefully you're listening to me and won't become one. But the sad thing is, is it, it just more times than not, you're going to be the statistic too. Even though you're sitting there hearing me, you're going to do opposite or you're not going to hear my stuff or you're not going to follow through with what I'm trying to help you with because you know better. You just want you, you to get to know each other. But it's in the backseat of the car at two in the morning. But see, you don't want to be a statistic, but you become one. But see, I talked to you. I said this. I said this. I talked to you. But no, you, you know better. You're more stronger. You're willpower. I'm going to tell you right now, you will be a statistic until you become in that position in your life to you go, you know, I'm not playing. That's when you get up every day and you're relentless. You're relentless to do right. You're relentless to make right decisions. You, you, you follow, what does, the God, what does God say? How does God help me in my journey? Well, he gives you help. He gives you word. He gives you godly counsel if you seek it. He gives you the tools because our Father's will is for you to win. Paul said, run to win. Run to win. Not run to get a participation medal. Run to win. I, you need to get your face to hear what I'm saying right now. You've lost so many battles. Life has been so rough on you. But I don't care. I'm telling I care, but I don't care in the sense of you need to get hold of this attitude now. Quit whining. Quit, quit dreading. Quit guilting. Quit condemning. You're breathing right now. You're not doing, nothing happened to you in the past, right now, in this instant. So let's, let's do different. And by the way, when I did this and I did this, that exactly is the biblical term that religion don't understand, Christians don't understand, of repent. That what I just did, that is repent. That is God's word for repent. When Jesus said, repent, he was not saying, get in line and tell me all your sins. That is unscriptural. But majority Christians believe that. Why? Because they follow religious ideology, not truth. The only way you're going to be set free is from religion. I'm going to bag on it big time. And I know people, people I don't know what it is, people want to stick up for it. I'm never going to do it, especially when I see my Lord more than anything else, get attacked by it and fight back from it. And it goes into the New Testament and scripture. And then all of a sudden, church people want, you know, calm down. Don't, don't, forget it. I'm going to blast away. Why? Because it's killing people. It's destroying people in the atmosphere where you should be being free. And that's what we want. Freedom, right? Freedom. Matthew 16, 19 says this, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. 
I will give you the keys of the kingdom. The Greek word is klais, and it exactly what you believe it to mean. It means to, number one is to lock something because that's why you would have a key to lock, but also to unlock, right? To unlock. A key is something to lock and unlock. Let me see. Let me get my keys real quick. I want to show you something. Y'all have keys, right? Okay, some of you have like a thousand keys. Some of you are, you know, frugal. You might have just a couple. I want to learn to be like you. Keys. All right. I was looking at my keys because I thought, you know what? As I was looking at this, I thought, keys. Nowhere in the Bible or does Jesus say that I need a key to unlock the kingdom. Nowhere. See, the kingdom isn't locked. It's open for you to enter into. So I don't need a key. But he says, you need a key in the, you need a key in the kingdom, though. And he says, keys, plural. So he says, once you're in the kingdom, he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And I thought, I have keys. I know this one is the office. I know this one is the door of the church. I know this one is the other offices. I know, no, that's my room. This is my room. I know this one is offices. I know this one. I don't know. This one. I don't know. I literally have four, five keys on here. I don't have a clue what they go to. They've been on my keychain for years. Now I know what this one does and I can take this key and I can go open the door. I can unlock it and the benefits of getting into whatever it is this key does. The church, to get into the church at that gate, it's this key. So I know I can get into the church property with this key and open it up and get inside. And, and I have the benefit of unlocking and coming back, coming in here. But I have four or maybe five keys that I'm a clue. So that means there's five things that are locked that I have no benefit. No, there's no, nothing. It could be to a trailer, but I can't use a trailer because it's locked. I don't know what's the key to it. I can have a trailer. It can be a great benefit. But until I unlock that trailer, I can't use the trailer. But see, I don't know where those other keys are. I can bring you keys in the back in our office. We have 100 keys. But see, we've been in collecting these keys for use and then ultimately non-use for 30 years. So we have keys in there that we're not using, but they're still hanging on a key thing. And it's like, this has got to change. <laughs> From this message, I have a destiny to appoint someone, <laughs> Matthew, to fix this mess 
find out where they go because we're, we don't know. I could have a safe with a million dollars in it. I don't, but I could. And there could be a key to that thing and I don't even know. And see, that's what Jesus was telling us. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. When you come in, you're going to have keys. But you can walk around with these keys all day long, and if you don't know where they go, you ain't going to get nothing from them. Now, we can understand the metaphor of keys. The keys metaphor is the understanding. Oh, my gosh. I just went, whoo, over your guys' head. See, how many keys of understanding are you carrying and you keep complaining about this and that and relationships and husband and wife and jobs, but you got a key to unlock wisdom, to unlock information, to unlock everything you need to know to bless and benefit your life. A lot of you have keys, but you ain't using them. You ain't unlocking that information. You're not unlocking that. You carrying around the keys, look at my keys. I'm married, I got keys. And what do those keys do? Don't know, but I got a bunch of them. Aren't you coming here for counseling on your marriage? Yep, got a lot of problems, but I got a lot of keys. You You don't understand the analogy or the parable of that. See, the thing is, is in our services, believe it or not, we're handing out keys. And we're saying this is what it unlocks. And some of you are taking the keys and some of you are using the keys. That's important to understand. Important to understand. John eight thirty two. Jesus said this, then you will know the truth. Everybody say, know the truth. Then you will know the truth. Say, know the truth. Know is not have information of it. It's a knowledge and understanding of how it works. It's gnosko, the process of gaining the information, building it, and going, okay, I see how that works. So you can get information to where you're still learning. You can get information on the process, but there's a place where you apply that information. Children at their level get information and apply it And I'm doing the same thing, and mine might look better. See, a child can get information you share, and you're showing how to walk, how to get up. And in their ability to get that information, they're then acting or activating that information, and they try to walk, experiencing what? The information that they received. They're receiving information through eyesight, through hearing, through words, They're watching the whole process and gaining information. And then finally they get up and they start trying to put it to work. Now, when we get information as you mature and get older, it's the same process. It's a little wobbly up here. Some of you fall down. Some of you, you crawl in with this information. Some of you, you you like newborns, you're just rolling on the floor with this information. You guys hearing me? This is a good 4th of July message. Come on. And says, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, what he's saying is not because you have that information will set free. That's not what the, the language is saying this. With the knowledge of that truth and the application. Everybody say application. 
You apply the knowledge, and then what? Freedom comes. So what we do is, is we, we need to realize the, the, the process that takes place is the same for everybody. See, right now, you might be dealing with a need for more information where you're at right now. Some of you might have, you're carrying some information that you learn, you know, information that had helped you, say, elementary school, high school, junior, junior, junior high. You, you see what I'm saying? In other words, there's this process information that, believe it or not, you need and you learn, but you don't think about it now because you have this greater information entering in. But I'm going to tell you right now, you can't be a doctor if you can't figure out one plus one equals two. Am I right or wrong? No, I'm 100% correct. But I can't become a doctor just because I know one plus one equals two. Right? No, but the foundation, these steps are so important for success in life. Don't be single vision when you're listening to me. Open up your life and hear what I'm saying. We ain't playing religion here. I don't believe in it. We ain't playing Christianity in here. I don't believe in it. <gasps> what? Show me in scripture. It ain't there. I can show you religion. I can show you, you know, thousands of denominations that, quote, call themselves Christians. I can talk about the number one statistic of percentage of Christians being Catholics. So ultimately, you know, in, in all honesty, if you say I'm a Christian, statistically, you should be a Catholic. But see, we don't, we don't want to see that way because it's all religious. Period. I mean, you can be in a cult and still say, I'm Christian. That doesn't mean anything. At all. None of that matters. What matters is, are you following Jesus? Are you following Jesus? If you're following Jesus, that's all you need to do. You know, when they put down, you know, you're filling out whatever it is, questionnaires, and they have all the different religions, look for a space that says fill in the blank. Follow Jesus. And then you'll be right on. But the point is, is we, we just, we, we allow ourselves just to do what everybody does. Believe what everybody believes. You don't know, you would not believe how many of, quote, Christian beliefs aren't even biblical. So we've got to change to what scripture is trying to share and teach us. And if this wasn't a big deal subject, then why did Jesus make it a big deal subject? And he did. He did. He warned constantly. And we just blow it off. Why? Because we've all been trained in this stuff. Even if you weren't even a Christian growing up, it's out there. I say we put on the brakes and we recognize, you know what? I need to, I need to check what I do believe. Because yeah. ultimately, I can, I can get in here just in the Gospels. Not the New Covenant, just in the Gospels. And show you lives of faith and they have no position of connection with Jesus or God at all. And the and Lord himself is saying, great faith. 
not in how terrible this is, but in amazement and wonder and awesomeness. And the person received the benefit from it. How come? Because that's how the kingdom works. That's exactly how the kingdom works. When you start realizing the faith in God, the faith and belief in Jesus, it opens doors, people, to, to things that you're, you're, you're coming up to walls in your life and you're trying, how do I get over this? How do I fix this? And God in his word shows you how. I'm, I'm in this to get change and I want you to have change. Not play a religious game. It, it, it ain't gonna do anything for you. I'd rather you get, an, get information, offend you over your religious ideology, but get some information that's gonna work on Monday. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want for you. He says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's through the application. John 14, 6, Jesus says this, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He goes, I am truth. The truth shall make you free, I am truth. John 5, 20, we know also that the Son of God has came and given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. So that we, we may know him who is true. He is the true God and eternal life. That's, that's big. John 1.17, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And why would he even put the law? Why are you even putting that in there? Because when we're talking about freedom, it will have nothing to do with law. Legalism works. Never. Never. And we need to know grace, which totally wipes out that law, and truth. You, you, it's hard to live in truth without grace. Well, I need grace. I need grace that says, I know you were dumb back then, but let's keep going. Grace is like, yeah, you were a fool. Yeah, you were a fool on the way to church, but let's move forward. It, right, guys? All right, you, I was, you weren't, I was. There, you feel better? The point is, is, you gotta, if we get this information in us, it'll change us. It'll change you. You'll finally go, I got some ammunition finally. Finally, freedom. John 8, 36, so if the sun sets you free, if the sun does what? Set you free. Ele through ao, that's the word to set free. Ele through ao. What that means is a, it, it's a picture of someone that has been a slave or someone that's been in a total bondage, no will of their own, no ability to make their own choice, but has been brought to a place of freedom, set free completely from, delivered from, and now has complete ability to choose whatever they want. Very important to understand that. It's not you're free, but you've been brought from a place of no freedom to a place of freedom. A price had to be paid for freedom. Every, everybody gets that. Even if, you know, you want to, you know, use your woke whatever. The point is, is everybody understands 
Freedom isn't free. It costs to be free. It costs Jesus to make us free. And so here we are. Freedom. That was perfect shirt. I didn't even plan on this. He called my name at Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> Only place where you can get something patriotic nowadays. Let's move on. He says, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. But you what? If the sun sets you free, what was the sun? What did we just read about the sun? Truth. The truth. It says the truth and applying it will set you free. Y'all, am I talking, I, I'm talking what quote Bible stuff right now. All right. And y'all know the Bible isn't in the Bible. Just, I'd be freaking everybody out this morning. No, we brought these all together and we called it the Bible. It's not, you read the Bible, you're going to find read the Bible. There wasn't a Bible. Even the apostles didn't write, make sure you read the Bible. Make sure you read my letters. Paul's like going, this is my letter. Here, read it, Timothy. Timothy, share it with your congregation. He didn't go to Jerusalem Kinko's. Think about 100,000 copies of this so we can make sure they read it every day. Religion gives you this false picture of how to be a powerful believer in Jesus because we, see, we assume it's through the religious ideologies that we have today. Thank God I have a Bible. Thank God I have the scripture. My goodness, thank God for that. And I believe it was God's will and plan to be able to keep that thing from being destroyed. I have no doubt about that. But you don't twist it into a religious work or legalistic action to have a relationship with Jesus. What you do is you hear this, this pastor, Apostle Daniel. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. That's terrible. Daniel, called to be a pastor and teacher, communicating to you the information that'll change your life. Your ability to get this information, hear it, think about it and put it to work. And if you're like, it, we have Bibles, right? And if you're like going, really, does it say that? Then you already seen the scriptures. So you can go, let me see. And you read it and you're like going, hey, I guess he is reading through the Bible, right? But what's this about? Is it about the Bible? Is it about religion? No, it's 100% about life. It says in Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom. Everybody say freedom. It is for freedom. Say it is for freedom. Say it again. Say it again. It is for freedom. It is for freedom. Galatians 5.1, that Christ has set us free. Why did he set me free? For freedom. Freedom in what? We want to do this again? Fill in the blank. You guys know things you're free in, and you know things you're not free in. What is it requiring? Think about it. Think about what it literally comes down to. Well, I need a new arm. Ooh, I need a new, you know, my feet aren't big enough. No, it comes down to new knowledge, new information. 
So you get that new knowledge, new information. What does it do? Produces freedom. Remember that first day in week? I mean, first day in work? You were weak. Remember? You had all the information, but it's your first day. Why would it be, why would you be that way? Why would it be, why would you be more, I don't know. You you got the information because the dynamics of life are more than just information. There's people, there's identity, there's issues. It could just be stinking hot outside. You're just like, I just don't, I don't know. The, The air conditioning in the office could be out first day of work, and you're just sweating. Now you're double sweating because it's first day and no AC. I mean, there's all kinds of different things that we're dealing with in life. But Jesus wants you to understand something. He came to set us free. And the freedom that we have is tied to the keys of the kingdom. I'm giving you keys right now to the kingdom of God. And we start operating in that kingdom with the understanding, we're going to start unlocking things. Remember what I said about the dangers and the evil, and I will say evil of religion. Because when Jesus talks about it, it's always tied to Satan, 100%. I know people tried to come out, tried to do the right thing, whatever. I don't care about that. The Pharisees tried to do their right thing. Ultimately, when you are doing it, you're going to end up wrong. You're going to end up into legalism and works all the time. This is a life of grace. The kingdom of God is a life of grace. And when you start getting that, you start realizing this, this process is to get me out of the way and just get this information into me so it can get through me. I need to experience it, and then I need other people to see that experience Oh, by the way, I just gave you the definition of witnessing, scriptural witnessing. And no, it isn't preaching at someone. That's not biblical. No, that freaks people out too. They, they have this ideology that's not even in the Bible. We need to break this stuff. We need to break it. We need to live the way the kingdom is taught so that I can really make an impact in someone's life. Not a religious one, not one that's, that's berating them or threatening them or, or you know, condemning them, but giving them the, a light of a life that's like going, I want that. I want, I want that. Everything's, everybody's freaking out over this information. You're chill. I want what you have. Are you guys hearing me? That's how we do it right. That's how we go to work. We recognize the kingdom requires character. Oh, man. Break time, 15 minutes. Everybody's taking 30. You take 15. Don't, I guarantee you, you'll be noticed. You will be noticed. See, when we start doing right, guarantee you, guarantee you, promotion comes. Because the majority of the world, they ain't going to do it. And people that know success and want success, they're always going to see you and say, come on my journey. And you will get promoted. Guarantee it. Promotion will come. 
you will get promoted so quick, you got to be cautious on accepting it. You have, you have to start going, yeah, I know, I know I'm looking good right now, but you ain't going to take my life from me. We need to, we need to talk about this. What, what are you wanting me? What are you wanting me at this point? So you got, you have to look at this stuff because you are precious. You're gold to them. When, when, when you say, I'll do that, you do it. And they like that because everybody else, they ain't going to do it. Oh man. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. Do what? Stand firm. I love Paul. Paul writes. Now, understand that a lot of times Paul writing, he's in prison. Now, now we're not talking about a prison like here. Prison is connected to the, the army of the nation. So you got Roman soldiers. You, you, you just don't have, you know, police wannabes or Barneys or whatever you want to call it. So what happens is, is these guys are still part of the army. They're soldiers. They're just working inside the prison. Now, Paul, because of his atmosphere of being around military constantly, he uses a lot of military terminology. Not only that, but it makes sense because this is what's going on in this, in this time of history. And the readers are going, yeah, we get this. We understand this. We get it. But see, we read the Bible. We don't, we don't see that in it. I want you to see it in it because what it does, it takes you from this religious of, I just read the Bible. To where there's some military terms in here. I got to look at this as some, some dangerous. This is some dangerous stuff here. And so now you look at it with more of an intensity than fantasy land. And that's what it usually becomes. If I can just read a chapter, my day will go great. No, it won't. If you live a verse, it'll impact your life. You read a chapter and go do squat. Right. Moving right along. He says, stand firm then. Do not let yourselves. What? Paul? I'm a Jesus follower. I love the Lord. Yes, I do. I love him more than you. Why are you talking to me that way, Paul? Now remember, how's Paul writing the Bible? He's writing the Bible influenced by the Holy Spirit. God breathed words. And what's he saying? What's God sharing through the pen of Paul or the whatever Paul used? He says this, do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Now, we're not farmers or ranchers in here. There might be a couple of you that know what a yoke is. Now, a lot of times in this day and age, we don't even have the yoke that they had because they had to use these big pieces of timber and, and they had to cut out a half circle to put. 
put on the, the ox or the cow. And they would tie and chain that thing to the cow. And then they would put another one the same way. And that was their tractor. All right? And that yoke would put, that, that would put that animal to where it couldn't run free. It couldn't do whatever it wanted. It was now under a position of what? Being controlled. Whole, complete life controlled because he's yoked together with another animal. So that yoking is the picture that Paul's saying. Everybody is like going, I don't want to be yoked. Now we hear yoke here. A lot of times we're just reading. We don't even, whatever, yoke. What is that, out of an egg? All right, anyway. Don't put egg yolk on. So, so it says here, do not let yourselves be burdened. Everybody say burden. That is the picture of being entrapped in something that you can't escape. That's the Greek. Entrapped that you can't escape. So don't be burdened by, by, by entrapment of the yoke of what? Bondage. Slavery. He said, don't let yourself. Who's he talking to? Believers. He's talking to a church in Galatia. He's talking to a bunch of Galatians, just like I could come here and talk to a bunch of Phoenicians. Are you guys getting this? So he says, Galatians, all you that love Jesus, you're following him, you're living for him. Don't go back to what you were delivered from. See, this is what, this is what people are doing in life. It's not, it's not something like a difficult thing. It's a choice we have to make where we don't go backwards and we continue moving forward. Let me ask, and I like to do this because I, I, I want people free. But see, re religious ideology paints a picture that isn't reality. Now, let me ask you something. Watch this, watch this. And then you tell me if I'm right or wrong. I mean, some of you got college degrees, so you can help me right here, all right? Am I moving forward? Watch this. Am I, am I moving forward? Do you guys see my point? See, this is, what, this is what Christians or religion people do. You're moving forward when you do this. Yeah, you're moving forward. And see, majority of everybody's doing this. Now, you might take a little longer. I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to look at the heart of God, you want to find out what God thinks, that's the key right there. This is what will get you in trouble. Because a lot of times you're in a place you ought not to be in. You don't have the background. You don't have the information. You don't have the, the, the life journey. There's a whole lot of things that people, people, religion is trying to force on you. Make, take that jump step, that leap of faith, which isn't scriptural, but anyway, and all of a sudden you're out there because, hey, everybody's going rah, rah. You're so spiritual. And then what's happening? You're drowning. You're cracking. You're, you, you're just being destroyed out here now. And then what do they do that 
told you to jump. They're like going, what a loser. You're, you're, gonna, you're not going to heaven no more. You are the one telling me. But see, that's the way the world is. That's the way church is. What we need is, we need to know, is, are you moving forward? I didn't ask you how big a step. Are you moving forward? Hey, season. Sometimes, sometimes, man, you are moving at a good clip. And sometimes you're dragging. But if you're moving forward, I swear to you, you're, you got hope. You got hope. And I believe with all my heart that God backs everything that I'm saying right now. Got to move forward. Move forward. The thing is, it's not necessarily this is such a big deal. It's an attitude that you are doing it. Sometimes, listen, in the beginning, maybe you're new in the faith. This might be all you're going to give right now. But at least you're moving forward. Pretty soon, the steps will be a little bigger. But I don't want you to get religionized and try to get outrageous, outrageous leaps. I want success for you. I want success for me. And what I know I'm going to give to you. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus was teaching a synagogue on the Sabbath. All right. So he's on church on, let's just say he's at church on Sunday. Or if you want Saturday, I don't care. It could be Monday. There is no, quote, Sabbath day. There's a Sabbath attitude, Sabbath understanding. If you look at the new covenant, you'll get what I'm saying. So whatever. But I'm going to say Sunday because we're, we're saying this, okay? Jesus at church on Sunday. This is what he does. He goes to the church, the synagogue. Now he already knows who's going to be there. What's so amazing? It's like, don't even go there, Jesus. But the problem is, they're going to come out to him anyway. So it's almost like he's going, I, I'm just going to get it done. I, I, I don't want to have to, I'm going to deal with them out there. I'm going to deal with them on my journey. He's dealing with these religious freaks constantly. And now he's like, going, I'm just going into their house. I'm going in and I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to do what I do. You know, there should be no boundaries in this place. This is where the word should be proclaimed. So he goes in. And so all the religious people, the Pharisees are standing there. And there's a crowd of people there. And one person in the crowd is this lady for 18 years. This, this disease got upon her body to where it ultimately got her bent over. She can't straighten up. She's, she's in this disease state, this, this infirmity to where she's bent over. But she's in church. Props to her. She's there. Jesus is there. Now we know his key, it's freedom. He is the truth that sets free. She's in the background. She ain't in the front, she's in the background with that 18-year-old infirmity. Oh, no doubt she has a thought of, you know, God's done this and, you know, I deserve it. All the stuff that the Pharisees have chirped and proclaimed. We know she's there because this is what she does. 
So this is something she does. She goes to church. So she's in the back. Jesus shows up in the synagogue. He didn't, he didn't get on and text the world, hey, I'm going to this synagogue. I'll be there Sunday at 10 o'clock. Don't, don't you understand this. Read the importance of the scripture in, in, in trying to push things in there that aren't in there. So she's a churchgoer. I believe she's probably hoping and believing and some, maybe one day something's going to happen. But she's there. Jesus comes in. This is what I'm setting you up for. He looks around. He sees her. Calls her forth. Now, first and foremost, think about it. This ain't, you know, some person going, oh, okay, Jesus calling me. I'll come up here. This lady's right now, she's, she's out front and center of everybody. So she'd be doing this, and, you know, she's like this. And, I mean, it's almost like, man, Jesus, can you do this more privately? But he's like going, come on. How come he's doing this? Remember, who are we talking about? We're talking about the King of King and Lord of Lords. We're talking about Jesus that says, I, I came to show you the kingdom. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you the kingdom. I'm not, we're, we're just not going to do some word talk. We're just not going to do some fantasy. One day when you're in heaven, he says, I'm showing you the kingdom. I'm, I'm going to reveal kingdom, kingdom. I'm going to constantly talk kingdom. Constantly. I'd say, that's what I'm, I'm here to give you the kingdom. I'm going to give you the understanding of how you operate in the kingdom. And that's what I'm trying to do with the kingdom. I want this to be one plus one equals two. And now when we go into Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Corinthians, Thessalonians, when we go into Timothy, Titus, when we go into the Philemon, when we go into the other books of the Bible, John, first, second, third, when we're reading Revelation, whatever we're doing, we got, we got the kingdom down. So that way, when I'm getting information, I got this. Because I have the keys to the kingdom. I have the keys. Monday morning I wake up. I understand. I, to unlock something and to receive what's behind that door, I need to know what it's for. I need to know what that key is for. You, you, there's many of you that are battling with some type of sickness. You're battling issues in your life. You're battling. And you have no answer for it. I'm here to give you a key. That's all. I'm, I'm here to give you a key. And you can go, Pastor. Oh, I got the keys. I got the keys, Pastor. Oh, look at how many keys I have. That don't mean squat. If I don't put this key into ignition, it don't mean nothing. Until I put this key in and unlock, I just got keys. But thank God I got these keys. Because there's going to be a time. I don't need to go in my truck right now. But I got the key to my truck. You guys hear me? I don't need to go to my office right now. I will in a little bit. Another hour. Not just kidding. <laughs> I got the keys. But see, a lot of us, we just walk around with keys. Like I said, there's five here that are getting off this stinking chain. I'm, I'm taking them off. I don't, I, why, you don't even think about this. Why are there so many keys? 
And I can't stand that stuff. And until I realized it, I would have kept walking around. They tried to give me another key just yesterday. And I would think, I don't need that key. I don't want that key. That key is responsibility. I don't want it. I'm not going to use it. You keep that key. You hide the key. Find a rock. I don't care. That key ain't going on here. I'm getting rid of keys. And then one day, I'm going to come to something lock and go, oh, I got that key. I got that key. I might have to stumble through it, but I got the key. This lady came forward. The Pharisees, pay attention to religion. He called her and says, you are set free from this infirmity. Boom. He says, what? You're set free. Laid his hands on her. Immediately she was made straight. Boom. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine that? 18 years. And then Jesus, bam. She goes, oh. Woo. She glorified God. No kidding. No kidding. She'd be dancing. Jumping. This lady She's up in the stars right now. Is this amazing? I'm talking about the kingdom, people. The power of the kingdom right now. But the ruler of the synagogue, the church, the church pastor, the bishop, Pharisee. This is what he does. This is Jesus doing everything, right? The church people are out there, right? This is what he does. Ready? With anger and hatred. It's in the Greek. With anger and hatred, he responds. Because Jesus healed on the Sabbath. And with that anger and hatred, he said to the crowd, there are six days in which men ought to work. The Sabbath is not one of them. Healing should never be done on the Sabbath. You have six other days. You haven't done it ever. Who did he talk to? He didn't talk to Jesus. Notice, notice, notice. You'll always see religious people act this way. He said this to the crowd screaming. He said, not on the Sabbath. See, that lady was bent over for 18 years. She was bound. But I can tell you right now, she was under less bondage than the religious. Because see, what happens is the religious keep you bound up here, which is way worse than a physical infirmity. She got set free. And what that Pharisee was doing was trying to keep everybody else under bondage. You guys hearing? Listen, it's a church service. What does he do? He's standing and protecting religion. Instead of seeing a woman free, Instead of seeing a person that's no longer under bondage, religion will fight for the right to keep people under bondage. Don't you guys see this? 
That's why this is here. And Jesus is saying, this is about the kingdom, by the way. He's saying, pay attention to the story. Religion will always cripple the mind. She had her body crippled, but she was, she was set free. She's a daughter of Abraham. What did that mean? It's a covenant. It's her covenant. It's her right. She's got a key to be healed. You have a key to be healed. You have a key to be healed. I'm, I'm, they don't have answers out there. You understand? They got a list of drugs, but they don't have answers. It's time for us to get the key somewhere. I, 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 I heard, I heard a ton. I heard a pastor talk about it. I've read it in the Bible. Where's that healing key at? Where's that key of healing? Where is it? Where's it at? There's got to be here. There it is. There it is. I need to unlock what I already have. Are you guys understanding the kingdom? It's time to start unlocking. It's time to start. If you have the key. Now, some, now you might be in a position where like you're new to the faith or you've been, maybe not. But you haven't heard teaching. You haven't heard this stuff. And you're like going, well, I, I, I don't have a key yet. It'll come. It's yours. Jesus says, I'll give you the key. That's what you're doing right now. You're, you, I'm handing out keys. You might be going, well, I got one, but I'll take a duplicate. Who knows? I might lose this one. Right? You're like, y'all bold and everything. That's good. Be bold. You know? Two keys. Put one in your pocket. Put one at the house. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, is we got to recognize our responsibility to take this information and start unlocking things that belong to us. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the devil and religion, the world out there, they want to keep you bound. They want to keep you bowed over. It wants to keep you in a position of, of, of depression, of sadness. Where do you go with depression and sadness and fear and worry? Where do you go? You don't stand up straight. You're not lifted up. You bow. You start bowing to it. Are you guys hearing me? Pay attention to the natural pictures of life and realize, man, it's time for me to stand, stand, get the key and stand up. This is my right. This is my covenant. This is my right. This is my covenant. Religion has no power to change a circumstance. It has no power to help that lady. No power. No power. Jesus is, remember the guy with the withered hand? And, and he's in the service. He's, Jesus is in another synagogue, another church. And he's in there. And a man with a withered hand. And the Pharisees start going, wonder what they're going to do with him. Because it's the Sabbath What's he going to do on the Sabbath? And Jesus knows their thoughts. And he, and he straight up goes, you guys want to know what I'm going to do with this guy? I'm going to heal him. And he goes, hypocrites! In the Greek language, exactly that way. With Jesus' voice. But it's emphatic. And it's with the tone of, you hypocrites. And in the Greek language, you understand what that means. It's, it's literally an actor that puts on a face 
that's not real, but it shows him smiling or shows him sad. Or show, do you see what I'm saying? That's what Hippocrates is, a hypocrite. The real person isn't that way, but they show a picture that's not who they really are. He lays that out and calls them that. And during that whole message, he calls them whitewashed tombstones. He calls them snakes. He calls them sons of the devil. I mean, he goes at it. He goes at it. And why does he do that? Because religion is satanic and evil. Period. So he goes right at it. And guess what these religious men do after Jesus heals that guy? The Bible says they gather together and try to plan how to kill him. And Jesus walks out. I don't know, people. The more and more I look at this stuff, the more I realize, you know what? We've got to be more aggressive toward allowing ourselves to get caught up in, in stuff that just doesn't matter just for the sake of religion and realize that we got to focus in on life. We've got to focus in what's necessary for me to receive that will impact my life so I can become better, so I can impact, so I can influence. Remember I said earlier about witnessing? There's nowhere that says go out and witness to people the way religion has defined witnessing. As a matter of fact, Jesus, after the cross, resurrection, He's walking on the earth 40 days. You know what the Bible says he's doing? He's not proclaiming what he just done in the sense of, oh, I, I was crucified. Look at me. I'm alive. Look at, look at. It says he taught the kingdom. So he not only went to the cross for the kingdom, he rises again and says, I got to keep talking the kingdom. What is he saying? He's saying this understanding of this realm that we're living in, that you're living in, in a, in a place where you believe in me is a realm that's real. And this real realm has responsibility. It has greater information for you to be able to receive, but you've got to recognize that you're in this thing and it's real. And these keys are real. And this is what he's communicating. But he says this. He says, concerning the world, he says, not only the city, but the state or the nation. He goes, to the uttermost parts of the world, he says, you'll be a witness of me. He didn't say about me. He said, oh, and when you look at the Greek word, martus, it literally means someone that hears, listens, receives, and walks out instruction. What is he saying? He's saying once you start living this, you will witness of who I am. It's what it says. By the way, they get the word martyr from that word too. And a martyr is someone that is not going to bow, no matter what you do. 
you might kill me. I'm not bowing. That's someone that hears, believes, and does. They're sold out 100%. He said, that is the light that this world needs. Not your, let me show you the Bible and they're spiritually blind. Not let me preach at you. Not let me tell you, stop doing this and quit doing that and change this and change that. There's nowhere in the scripture about that. It, that's for a believer to start fixing life because you should. You don't want to go back under bondage. Start doing right things. That's on the Bible. There's nothing wrong with that. See, the kingdom is this place where we're now in it. So let's now start feeding you multiplication, division, calculus, trigonometry, all the things start coming in of the new image, the new creation, faith, prayer, warfare. All of a sudden, all this stuff starts coming in. Why? Because I am a part of the kingdom. I am in the family of God. That's what happens when we realize what this is all about. Jesus not only said, for 40 days, I got to keep teaching the kingdom. Then the disciples become apostles. They do the same thing. But the point is, is the point. Freedom is ours. It belongs to us. Let's walk this. Let's live this life. Understanding that it's, it's about I walk out these doors, I'm free. I have the ability to choose. I have the ability to move forward. I'm free. He who the sun sets free, it's free indeed. I'm free indeed. Indeed literally means exclamation point, Dundale. This isn't by chance, could be, maybe, I don't know. This is, no, it is done. You are. Well, wait a minute, I don't feel free. Well, that doesn't matter. The point is you are. You need to line yourself up with that freedom. You're free. You're free. Now it's lining up with the information and applying it, and you're going to see the benefits of it. Can we do that now? Y'all, can you do that? Can you run to Bass Pro and get in a patriotic shirt and start wearing it for free? <laughs> I love you guys. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting things to start really impacting and changing your life just by the few things that we're, we're talking about right now. And we're going to keep building. We're going to keep building, keep building. And, and here a little, there a little, precept upon precept. We're just, just like life, we're going to build and build and build. And I don't care if you've been here 20 days or 20 years. We're all going to grow together, right? Amen? We're all going to grow together. Love you guys. Let's make an impact. Be relentless, people. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.